Why couldn't karma be explained away by probability? Hmm. One of those questions that makes me think. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a good question. These are the kind of questions that are very difficult to answer because, uh, you know, my, I'm a very... As you say, we are we're all very poor in the wisdom faculty in this day and age. So our ability to understand reality. The funny thing is that uh, the funny thing about reality is you can, at the very core of your experience, misunderstand reality. You can totally see things wrong. You can actually experience something as pleasurable that is suffering that what you are actually suffering you can be totally experiencing it as pleasure and and be clear in your mind that it is pleasure uh, because you're not uh, because you're not seeing clearly you know, because you're not looking carefully at it but and because you're not you know you're not, not examining it so, um, as a result, many things seem clear to us. You know, things like um, New Newtonian mechanics, you know, Newtonian uh, physics, seem perfectly clear to us and seem to be, be exactly the way the world works. Until what, Einstein came along, right? And then Einstein himself rejected quantum physics when it came about. Uh, and now quantum physicists are rejecting the um, the natural ex um, you know, next step of the existence of of the mind and the existence of intention. And uh, there's a really good there's only one really good um, quantum physicist that I know of in the sense that he's outspoken and, and incredibly, just incredibly bold in the things that he says, um, who, who makes a very, very persuasive argument in my mind. Of course, I'm not a quantum physicist, but, um, but he is, and he's an expert in something called Bell's Theorem. He's, an, he's a known expert and has written many articles and explains how quantum physics um, something like points to the existence of the mind or or well, you know doesn't talk the, the point is that quantum physics doesn't take into account the mind and leaves explicitly in in its orthodox in the original form the Copenhagen um, there's a Copenhagen, whatever it's called, orthodox quantum physics that Bohr and Niels Bohr and uh, Heisenberg and uh, Paul, Wolfgang Pauli and so on that they came up with explicitly leaves the mind out and says that m the mind is not in the realm of quantum physics or, or not in the realm of quantum probability. So what the, what it means is According to this uh, an explanation of quantum physics or, or explanation of how things 
uh, appear or the how things work, how our observations work, require our observation. It, the, the point was that there, the, the quote from Niels Bohr paraphrased is something like um, science is no longer an explanation of what is out there, of entities out there. It has now become an explanation of observation, of our observation, the human observation or, or the observer's observation, which presupposes the existence of the observer or the existence of an observation, right? So the the observation itself what collapses the quantum probability wave or, or something like that. I'm not a quantum physicist. And I can only understand the general concepts of it. But um you know really really recommend looking at this guy's articles because the wonderful thing as a Theravada Buddhist that I like about him is he's orthodox. You know, that's us as well. We take the we don't go for these newfangled ideas that people come up with and you know, unless they're well based on facts, but nowadays you have so many different interpretations of quantum physics and, and theories and so on that um people have lost the very philosophical and um you know, kind of down to earth realistic, reasonable, um and brilliant you might say. Um, formations of people like uh, Bohr and 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 Pauli and and you know whoever I can't remember all, all of these guys who who put it in in this way where where the mind was the the beginning the observation was the beginning of probability you can't even talk about probability until you until you answer the question what is the mind doing what is the action of the mind which experiment in in this in 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 their vocabulary which experiment has the experimenter decided to take a, to 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 look at is is there, are they going to look at this slit or are they going to look at that slit because if they look at this slit they're going to see it go through this slit or if they look at that that slit they're going to see it go through that slit or something like that you know this whole sh sh uh schrodinger's cat where he he ridicules it and says that uh, well, then if you have this gun and so on. And anyway, I'm not going to go into it all. But the point was that even Einstein, Einstein totally rejected this, that there could be any um, any idea of probability. You know, using the word probability, here. any randomness. He said God doesn't play dice. This is his famous quote. <coughs> Um, so, so we're even going further than that, right? And saying that there is actually something outside of even probability. Uh, you know, because really probability is is uh, a bit of nonsense, and I think um, I think that's what Einstein was pointing to: is that it is kind of nonsensical to talk about probability. Probability, I think. I mean, I'm not. A, this is really a hardcore philosophical question, but it seems to me to be um, something that still presupposes Newtonian mechanics. You know, it still presupposes some ability to calculate, right? Some, some, some dice, no, or or billiard balls, like for the lottery. Um, 
and and so it, you know i guess it for that reason it kind of um you know scientists kind of latch on to this sort of thing yeah well probability that's still something that we can we can get our our minds around and they're not able to whereas um you know, the idea of a mind which you can't quantify which you can't fit into an equation it just drives them nuts and uh, you know makes most of us sets our heads spinning the the whole idea of free will for example just you know totally how can impossible to fathom how can you how can you imagine such a thing it's something that i've grappled with as well you know as a westerner who has this analytical mind so i'm going to get back to my own old dogma or my own old spiel which is that reality is experience based this is the the root it's not the ultimate conclusion it's where you have to start and this is the very powerful thing that quantum physics originally uh, showed us and people like Niels Bohr and, 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 and the people around him what they showed us was that this is where we have to start we have to start at experience at the mind we can't begin to talk about the world around us probability and so on until we um, take into account the actions of the mind or we presuppose or or actually until we take the mind out of the equation until we say the mind chose this once we say that then we can from a physics point of view explain the physics explain how the physical realm um, would react to that um, and this is um, what this this PhD his name is Henry Stapp S-T-A-P-P -P, if you want to look him up on the internet excellent uh, he's got some excellent articles on the page um, and seems like a um, you know, brilliant and uh, wise individual he even goes so far which may, may, may make people think him less wise than I do goes so far as to talk about how uh, to, to express the belief that or the understanding that quantum physics doesn't seem to negate the possibility of um, reincarnation or, or the transmigration of of the mind or the continuation of the mind after death let's put it that way so um, given an understanding or you know my you could say belief that's not really a belief my way of looking at the world that um, experience is reality um, probability doesn't mean anything it doesn't doesn't have any um, relation to experience. Experience goes as it goes. Um, there are decisions made, and there are results that come from those decisions, uh, and this we call karma. It's actually karma actually doesn't exist either karma is just an explanation of the natural 
laws of reality. You know, it's the scientific explanation of what is really real, which is experience. How does experience work? Well, it works in very, you could say, rigid law. Um, very rigid. You know, it works based on based on very rigid laws of cause and effect. You can't do a deed based on uh, stressful mind states and not give have it give rise to stress. So, greed, anger, delusion, these cannot possibly give rise to happiness or, or any good things. They only have the... because of by their very nature, they are stressful, they are unpleasant, um, they are unpeaceful, they are disturbing the, the, the framework of reality. So as a result, they disturb. It's just like, you know, if you throw if you throw a stone in a pool of water, there's nothing it can do except make ripples. That's uh, that's what karma means. Karma is cause and effect. So you're looking at. I would say from asking this question, you're looking at things from the wrong point of view. You're looking at it from a the point of view of Western science that measures results and makes observations based on those results. Um, th this is not, doesn't have any basis on, in reality. The reason why they do that is because they're dealing with physical, external objects that don't really exist, that aren't real. They're just supposed to be out there somewhere. And as a result, they can't be experienced, and uh, they don't have anything to do with experience. They don't have anything to do with reality. And therefore, one has to simply measure the the experiences that one gets and extrapolate those experiences to to explain away those those um, objects so when you say karma versus prob probability you're thinking you know it's just a coincidence or or as a probability that th these people you know get this result and those people get that result whereas karma isn't like that at all karma just says our experiences change um, our later experience. So an experience now will have an effect on an experience later. The quality of a certain experience will affect the quality of, of a later experience. So, I hope that helps. It probably doesn't totally answer the question, but uh, it's some explanation. <laughs>